Welcome to the Mighty Shakers podcast, a podcast by the fans, for the fans, where everybody is welcome to listen, even Rochdale fans. Today, I'm joined by Danny and Will, as well as a special guest who I will mention in a little while. But firstly, I think it would be fitting for our Shakers shout out to begin with a special mention for Dave Giffard, who used to be involved with the club. Uh, He worked closely with Forever Berry. It was a year ago on Tuesday that he passed away following his fight with MND. So this week's Shaker's shout-out is for Dave. Moving on, so our special guest for today is none other than Ollie Jepson. Ollie, thanks for joining us today. Yeah, cheers, uh, on. Nice one. First up, what is your first memory of Berry FC, whether that be as a player most recently or back in your younger days with your dad and his involvement yeah. with the club? Probably, obviously, from the old man, really. Back in the day, I think he made like 40-odd appearances for him, obviously, uh, quite close to my dad. So, he, I speak, I obviously speak to him about his previous clubs and whatnot. And then, obviously, when I mentioned going Berry, he was more than uh, he was, he's, yeah, he was more than up for it for me to come. So, yeah, pretty much from the old man and obviously me now. It's interesting because I remember when when you were, when you'd signed and then people were like, is that is it Ronnie Jepson, his dad? Like, you, I think you just see surnames, don't you? And you just put them together automatically enough. And I think someone put on Twitter saying it was. So it was, I think you're probably the first player since, I guess, since the merger and, and the, this season who's probably got a connection, I think, to before we sort of was it removed from the league and, and this new era, I guess. Yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting, obviously, because I had a look, obviously, because I didn't really know how many games he played, so I looked the other day, and I think it's like 40 had appearances, and he had a few. I didn't think it was his best time, but I didn't think he played very well, though, but <laughs> I, think he, I think he did have scored a few. <laughs> I think he played during a decent era, though, didn't he? Yeah. He played under Stan Turner, which yeah. quite fond memories for the older generation, anyway, at, at Bury. Yeah. Yeah, I remember him in his first first season. He actually surprised me when I looked. He didn't have as many appearances as I thought he actually did. I, I were actually quite young back then so thinking about it in, in my head I thought he played for years and then when when he actually went back and looked it shocked me a bit that he hadn't I think like I said he'd only about 40 games about season and a half I think yeah he wasn't there too long but uh, when, when I spoke to him he said he loved it up here and obviously one of the reasons that I came obviously the fans obviously the, it's kind of nice playing where your dad used to play so no it's, a, you know, it's good it's nice having it knits together yeah he, well he scored a very important goal didn't he win the, win the title 96-97 so he did indeed. He did. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe you could do the same this season. You never know. Hey, I, scored, I scored on my debut. I might score a winner in the 90th minute last game of the season. Take it up. You never yeah. know. <laughs> Hopefully, we'll have it done by then. But yeah, well, fingers crossed, mate. <laughs> <you're> not wrong. <laughs> not asking. Not asking for much. Uh, we're not top of the league anymore, are we? So I know we dropped. Dropped now, aren't we? I think the team we've got. I can't. I can't see us not going up. To be honest, I'll be honest. The changing room, the gaffer, that everything, it's just, it's all so good at the moment. So, nothing but confidence, to be honest, about going up. What was it like then when, because obviously the 
the reason why we got the point deduction, the ineligible player. I mean, it was bang on first game of the season, so it's before you joined. But what was it? What was it like in the dressing room and the, and the squad and things when that six points got taken off us? I think we kind of knew it was coming. I think there's a few whispers and a few rumours going around. And then obviously we got hit with but at the end of the day, with the team we've got, the change room we've got, the management we've got, obviously it's not ideal, but I still think we're not going to panic. It's, it's in our own hands. We we know what we have to do. We win games of football and we'll go up. So regardless if we've lost a few points, people will drop points above us or below us. So it's one of those things. We just need to keep winning games. And let's go on a bit of a run now. I think if we go on a bit of a run, 10, 15 games now we'll, we'll do the business so it's not ideal but it's happened we just crack on now I think it's Withenshaw that are up there with us Yeah, and we've still got to play them anyway haven't we so it seems it's, to be a few weeks isn't it three or four weeks we've got them isn't it has it not been cancelled it's just been cancelled yeah oh, oh has it oh right okay <laughs> they've got a cup game. game so a bit later on then a few more months until we get them end of the day doesn't as Barry it doesn't really matter who we play to be honest yeah <laughs> As long as we turn up and do what we know we can do, it's not a problem. It's not a problem at all. Yeah, we've yeah, absolutely. We've uh, we've been very very um, confident on, on on this podcast. I think, especially before the Vars game, and when the point deduction was coming round, we were sort of saying how many points we're going to win the league by. It wasn't whether we were or were not going to win the league, and then it was yeah. how we were going to get to the final and the Vars and stuff like that on it. So at least someone yeah, the, the Vars, yeah, the Vars is just. It still, yeah. I don't, not making excuses, but the way we want to play, and the way obviously we're told to play, it was just a tough day at the office. The, the pitch was, I wouldn't walk my dog on it. But obviously, two teams have to two teams have to play on it. But I just mm. think they're a bit more used to it than us. And I think on the day, they got a lucky step piece. Well, sorry, not, it, it, there was a mistake from one of our lads, and it's gone in. End of the day. For as bad as we played, we still have three or four great chances. We put them away. We're three and up at half time and we're coasting. It's a different game. But you don't put your chances away. You don't you don't win the Vars. And to get to Wembley, you have to beat teams like that. So it is what it is. It's disappointing. But now on the positive note, we can back on with the league now, no distractions. But it would have been nice to obviously go Wembley, but at least we know what we have to do now. Yeah. yeah, so then obviously you had the game on Saturday as well, the Rams bottom, uh in the Macron Cup. Obviously won that so I suppose that we can use that as a bit of a cup run rather than the Vars. Yeah, it's always nice. Obviously, we want to win silverware. Obviously, the league is our main priority. But if we can win a cup along the way, then we, we want to. We want to win as much as possible. With the squad we've got, we should be winning things like that. And again, I thought Saturday, we weren't at it at all. Obviously, from the standards we've set ourselves and the team we've got, we, we should be... We should be turning teams over. We shouldn't have to go to penalties to do that. But again, going back to two one, and then we got a, a last obviously last minute equaliser. It shows the character in the team, and people do step up step up when we need it. But we just need to learn to kill the games. If we we can take the games away in the first half, most games it's just about taking the chances and managing the game correctly. And I think the longer it was like plays together in the changing room, I just think it will knit together. For me on Saturday, I, I didn't think the first half was the best. But they didn't create much. I thought you, I thought we actually held them pretty well, and it was just that goal, weren't it? But I thought you know that watching the team now, there's very little times that that we seem panicked. I said to Kendall, we seem like a proper professional outfit. Like the first game that's in, and everybody was class all over the pitch. I thought, and Saturday, I think second half we made those changes, and again we saw like an improvement when. I think we did five subs at once, didn't they? Yeah, they got yeah, they got five on, didn't they? Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. Which needed to happen, to be fair, because we probably did look a bit leggy. The lads who haven't been in the squad or been around the squad, 
it was good to get minutes in them. But again, we want to win games, we want to win cups. So bringing the fresh legs on it, and it, it was it proved as well. Proved as well. But yeah, as you said, first off, I, I didn't think they created an awful lot. It's just the fact they scored off, obviously throwing a good save from Sam, and it's bounced to their lad. It's one of the things that the good people are going to score goals. It's football. It's just about using our quality that we've got in the change room and just killing teams off and we'll, and we'll be up there. Yeah, I think I think I agree with that. So on, on Saturday from the side, the first half, it just looks flat. Same sort of thing going into the second half. I, I still wasn't worried because the quali- quality we have got, you just think over the course of 90 minutes, it's, it's going to come through eventually. And it did. I think it was, what, 94th minute that we got the equaliser. And... We were a lot better second half. We had plenty of chances. I don't think the pitch helped bobbling up. I think Gilboy put about six of them over the bar. Uh, he <laughs> he could have done with a goal. He had some jip on Monday night at training, Gilboy did, I tell you that. <laughs> we, don't, we, don't, we don't let him get away with it, honestly. Yeah, Shooting practice some, on him. Yeah, Skaz got a bit as well for missing the pen. Briggs, he got a load. So, listen, we got a good change room. And if you can't rip into your mate, then there's something wrong. But no, we, it's, it's good. It's good. And, yeah, we just need to, as mentioned, just kill games off. Again, if you, you say about Gilboy's two chances in the first half, you score them, it's again a different game. So, just needs to be more clinical, more clinical and win games. But and the, second, the second half reaction, obviously, after the first half at Ramsbottom, obviously Gaff and Tim were absolutely livid at half-time. And I think they're more disappointed because, obviously, after the, the Kendall game a few weeks before, they know what we can do. And then we turn up like that with all the fans there and we're just not giving a good account of ourselves with what we can do. It just looks look a bit stupid because we're so much better than that and we know that and that's why you got the reaction second half and we won, we battled, won every first ball, second ball, took our chances and then we won on pens, which is always nice. Gaz Pete, pen. Oh, don't say them, do you? Absolute stench. <laughs> <laughs> Shout oh, out to Gaz, mate. Some oh, player, some lad, some pen. How good is he? Oh, he's so good. He's, do you know what? Regardless of football, leave football to a side, as, as a lad, Obviously, when I first came in to the change room, I, was, I signed on, I think it was Thursday, about four in the afternoon. We had a game on the Thursday night. Drove up there in my work gear. Didn't know anyone. Walked in. And he's just sat there, big smile on his face. He's just he's just a lovely lad. He's approachable. He's a good lad to have in the change room. He's a, and he's now a player, so he's very, he loves Barry through and through, doesn't he? <laughs> so. How hard was it, you know, coming into that changing room? Because it, it worked pretty, you know, when Welsh left and when Matt Nab come in, it's pretty much a... New team, really, isn't it? How hard was it yeah. coming in? I'll be honest, the first week or two, I struggled a little bit with it because obviously I've gone from Kids Grove to being the captain, from being one of the biggest in, well, biggest characters in the change room to walking into a new squad where I don't know anyone. There's only really, well, actually, no, I knew no one. I've played against a few of them before, but I didn't know anyone like personally. So the first week or two, I, I did struggle a little bit, but. Gaff and Tim, as soon as I started training, starting to know everyone, they, they made it very easy for me to settle in. So, well, I, th- I think it's like anything. It's like starting a new job somewhere. The first week, you can uh, probably have a few doubts, aren't you? But then after that, yeah, the fans, you score on your debut. So, uh, yeah, loved it. <laughs> what was it that brought you to Berry? based on the fact you were at Kids Grove for a while, weren't you? Yeah, been there three or four years at Kids Grove. Obviously, club captain, loved, loved it as well. Love the fans down there. I live literally two-minute drive from there. So for me, I was never. It was never a mind to leave. Obviously, Gaff tried to sign me at Bootle, and I said no to go in there. And then I got well. He got back in touch, and so obviously, I knew he had the Berry job. I was staying in touch, and then he uh, reached out. And when Berry come knocking, obviously, I'm 27 now to play in front of the fans over and away. It's just, I'm never not I'm never going to get the experience again. 
and it's just I, I couldn't say no regardless of it's an hour there an hour back and two Mondays and Thursdays training Saturdays like an away game but once you're there it's just it's something special mate and especially with the lads he's brought in I think I stay into a lot of work today, actually, that his coach, Tim and Jack and all the staff, the, the sessions he put on, it, it blows my mind sometimes. They're so technical and so forward what they do. And it's just, it's like a professional outfit and it's great. So happy I came and yeah, happy I'm here. Obviously, it has been previously in the Football League. We obviously still see ourselves as, as like this Football League club, I guess, and the yeah. reputation and things like that. So it's interesting that, Players are just looking at us and thinking, yeah, I want to go and play for them. And well, I guess the fan base helps. Yeah, I think you'd be stupid not to want to play. I think if you, every time we play against people in this league that we're in, there's not one lad on their team that will say, oh, I wouldn't mind playing for them. Everyone would love to. So it's an honour to actually represent the club. It's a, like I'm proud to play for Barry, I really am. And I think Gaff and Tim probably got on for the job because they know how big of a club it is. They know the expectation. They know it's a professional club because it, it kind of is the fans that we get. You're getting more fans than some League Two clubs and everyone knows the expectation what's on us. So I think they mirror each, well, it mirrors each other quite well, to be honest. It suits each other. What was the type of crowds you'd played in like previous? What, what was your, like, your highest you'd played in? Don't get me wrong. I've played against Stoke and Vale. I've played in front of three, four thousand people before, but it's like a twice the season job. Not every, not every game at Ramsbottom away with two thousand fans behind the goal. Yeah, that, I just love it as a footballing lad. There's nothing better than playing in front of fans and not just fans, loud fans. We love the lads. Absolutely love when the songs are getting belted out. It's, it's just an honour, and I, I'm really enjoying the time here. I know we were talking about um, with Darius Palmer about Benito though. And when everyone was singing his song, and he he was singing his song. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. It, does, it does me head in. I love it, but honestly, it does me head in. <laughs> so academy wise, did you did you come through anywhere? Did you did you play anywhere as a youngster, or have you yeah. pretty much always been around the non league scene? When I was young, we were talking under nines, under tens. I did a few, had a few trials at Vale and Stoke, the local clubs to me. I had a few games for him, but then I kind of just found my way in it. Left there and then. Played for Audley, the youth team. Then for was there till about 16. Went to All Stager. So All Stager Town, I was playing there. Playing men's football at 15, 16. Actually, it's weird. John Rudge, who he's in, like he's been at Vale for years. I was playing at All Stager Town. And they were short of a centre. I used to be a forward. And they were short of a centre off. So I said, oh, I'll, I'll do a job. Obviously, I'm good in the air. I'm strong. Played there six times in a row. Got like six clean sheets. And then Rudge rang me up saying, I want you to come in Vale for a trial at centre off. Been playing there six weeks. It's, it's nuts. And then went went Vale for a two week trial when I was like my oldest and then twelve must be eighteen nineteen. Bumped off work for two weeks. Told him I was ill. Went there and then um, didn't work out. But then as soon as I went left there, Kids Groove rang me and that's how I signed for Kids Groove. And I was there ever since. Had a little stint at Congleton, but mainly Kids Groove. So yeah, played non league all my life. Really decent standard. Never obviously academy level high, but I think if I maybe. Put my head down a little bit when I was younger, maybe, but uh, I liked me nights out when I was 17, 18, but two dozen. Now, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm here. I, won't, I don't regret it either. I like what I've done. I like where I've played and wouldn't change a thing, really. So that was our next question about you being a striker. So I suppose you've answered that aspect of it, of how you ended up at centre-back. Were, were you any good as a striker? Do you, do you not I don't know what. If you, play, if you play to my strengths, I have, I'm an handful. <laughs> if you put it in the air, put it in the box, I'll, I'll, I'll score goals. It was a season 
Yeah, kids go when they chuck me up top for like seven games. I think I scored five in seven, five headers. <laughs> so I can do a job up there. Like I, put, I went up top, then I rams bottom last term and winning my headers with my flick ons. But I'm a yeah. center off. But if it comes to that, I can always do a job up there. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose you debut as well straight away with the with the header on your debut. Yeah, I chatted as well. Scored there, didn't I? But I, I? I'll score. I'll score six, seven a season. I should be scoring more, really. But I'll always score. I'll always score plenty of goals in the air. Your debut goal, edge of the box as well, weren't it? Yeah, yards. Not it. I've watched that more than about twenty times. To be fair, <laughs> I've watched that back <laughs> a few times. That one. No, yeah, that was a it was a good edit. To be fair, good ball in and I just mess it well. So couldn't get off too well. But to be fair, saying that. Got off to a better start. I got booed off at half time. We won down, weren't we? And they came back out and then reacted. <laughs> yeah. so, wasn't the best of debut, still that after we, we got the job done. <laughs> yeah, it was a mad game, that wasn't it? We, we got through at the end, to be fair, didn't we? It, yeah, it was always cool. looking like we were going to win, weren't we? But it was just <clears throat> just needed to get those goals. Exactly. And we will score goals that the forwards have got on the club and the midfielders have got. It's an absolute, absolute joke from the lads we've got there. So obviously, including myself, those sort of have dropped down levels to come and play for Berry. And it just shows in the sessions we do. And on match days, the players we've got are, are a joke. To be honest with you, the Kendall chairman after after we beat them, he said he said if if you if you lot don't walk the league, then he knows nothing about football. He said that's what he said with it, with the players that well, we. That, have. Well, that's the pressure. Obviously, as players, a lot of the lads have dropped down. I think obviously Tom Moore, myself, Skaz, Doyley, you've got Billy Reeves, even Benny, and the the rest of them. Everyone, everyone's played higher. And the fact that if if we don't get out of the league, obviously we we failed. But I'm confident we will. And I'd even I'd even go to Paul's say, obviously we we'd compete in the league above. I was talking to the lads the other day, and I personally find this league a bit harder than the league above because no disrespect to some of the players, they'll, they'll mark you and not the space in the leagues above. They'll, they're in the shape. They're more set as a team. Now in this league, the ball gets to your feet. And they just run at hundred miles an hour. So you don't have as much time as other leagues, which is quite interesting. So I think we do even we do well with this team in any league, to be honest with you. So we just need to get out this year and see how we go on next year. But this year's the main priority, just get out of the league. I heard um, Benito Law, he, he said similar, didn't he, when he when he first signed? I listened to something he said. He was just saying, like, the amount of time you get on the ball, he says it's, it's nothing compared to, to a couple of divisions above. And true. I imagine true. A pitch is actually better like divisions above, are, are they pretty similar? Yeah, yeah, they are, I'll be honest with you. Like the league above, you've got Bootle, you've got Kids Grove, you've got Andley Town, Runcorn. They're all decent pitches. You can actually play on there. And that's the big thing. A lot of the pitches in this league, they're not designed to obviously play out from the back because a lot of teams don't, which is fair dues. That's their style of football. But the league above and the league above that, yeah, there's the, the services, the, the facilities are a lot better. But First things first, we need to do the business in this league and prove we can deserve to get out of the league first off. How does our pitch match up to pitches in other divisions? Is, is, a, what's that a like? Little bit, uh, a little bit. <laughs> nah, it's a gig lanes of carpet. It's, it's lovely. It's lovely to play on because especially our brand, of football, our brand of football, no one should beat us at home. You've got that much space out wide, that much space in the middle. You shouldn't. We shouldn't lose, we shouldn't lose a game at home. Simple as the way we want to play. It suits us down to a T. It does. And we trained on there the other day, to be fair. It's nice to actually train on there sometimes, which is good. Mm. Yeah, I think that's overlooked. So everyone talks about gig lane and obviously the fact that we're getting 3,000 fans most weeks and see that as a as a big positive and almost a 12th man. But with McNabb coming in and wanting to play a certain brand of football, it makes it 10 times easier for you, I should imagine. 100%, yeah. 
you couldn't you couldn't have that brand of football on certain pitches if you're playing there once every two weeks. But the fact that we play the way we do, it just suits the ground and the pitch down to a T. So as mentioned, we shouldn't be losing any games of football at home. Simple as. We'll hold you to that then for the rest of the season. <laughs> yeah, scoring OG next time there, probably now. <laughs> Start looking at the pitch. Yeah, blame the pitch, yeah. <laughs> oh, we've been doing all right since, you, since you've joined. Cause obviously, since you've joined, you've played seven league games, six wins, scored twice, and we've had five clean sheets, which... Which before before the manager change anyway, I don't think we kept a single clean sheet. They were quite hard to come by, so I think we kept one or two during the with the caretaker managers in charge before McNabb came in. But then obviously since then five and seven, we just look rock solid, haven't we? Really? Yeah, well, my job is a centre half first and foremost, regardless of the goals you score. Is clean sheets. Me and Tom we complement each other well. Tom's technically very good as a centre-half. He drives in. I'm more of an old-school fashion defender. I'll do the basics rise. I can play, but obviously you play to your strengths. And the way me and Tom are working together and the whole back four, we're, we're lucky, comfortable. And our first time playing with each other, we'll, we'll take it. Five clean sheets and seven and many more to come. Fingers crossed. Yeah, I think there's a good partnership already being formed with you and Tom. Uh, we've mentioned it on a few podcasts, haven't we, uh, Danny? Long may that continue. I think we were lacking that at the start of the season we yeah. seem to have tried a few different centre-back pairings and it for one reason or another it just didn't work and it, it seems we've got a settled back four now including the full-backs too yeah definitely I agree and obviously I think Harry's made a big impact as well I'll be honest I think the keeper's done it makes my job a lot easier knowing that the keeper's going to be outside his box the starting position is so high so me and Tom can then get on the pitch and then the midfield can bomb on more it all starts from the back. If if you've got plenty of yards over your head and he keeps on the line, you're going to drop back more. If you've got a keeper like Harry, who's a sweeper keeper, it takes the pressure out of the whole back four in midfield and more space for the forwards and then lots of it's a, it's a ripple effect, really. I think Ashton did all right as well on Saturday, didn't he? A few, <laughs> few worldy saves. The flying pig. Yeah, he, he's class. It was unbelievable, to be honest with you. Then that triple save at the end, like 90th minute was... I don't yeah. know, I don't know. Still don't know I saved him, I'll be honest. And and to be honest with you, their first goal, the first save he does, is un, is unbelievable. It's going in and he's clawed it out and their lads followed him. But I've played against him a few times. I played against him two years ago when he was at Skemsdale and I scored two against him there, just, just to add that one in. <laughs> but he's a, he's a quality keeper. And you know what, he's a top lad as well. And he's, he's good to have around. So, uh, yeah, he did really well on Saturday. Very well. Yeah, it was a good save, wasn't it? It was unlucky. To got... the as well, he saved. Yeah, did, did yeah. really good. He got our man of the match, I think, didn't he? Yeah, he did. He deserved it. He deserved it. He did. <laughs> First game in how many months and he does that. Unbelievable. After every game, we ask fans to reply with their three-word match reports from from um, the games. Tom Pickup said, non-stop excitement. Will said, sub saved us. John Wiggins <laughs> said, Harry's big day. Um <laughs> <laughs> James Seal said not convincing again Stu Foster close run thing Chris said keeper's a legend Bradley Jones what a game Stephen hard fought glory and then Mo Maurice Dixon said got out of jail a yeah. couple of mixed ones there but I think overall everyone's happy with result and got through on, on penalties I think I think we've we've pretty much touched on that haven't we that it wasn't the best performance but yeah. at the end of the day we, we got the win and that's what good teams do so Onto exactly. the league again right. on Saturday. You're gonna, you listen. At the end of the day, you're gonna have games like that. It's just about when you are having an off day, 
making sure you, you somehow get the results. And we had an off day and we come away winners. So it, it's, it was a shocking game, but we got the win. That's all that matters. Absolutely. On to the next round. Yeah, exactly that. We've got Skem on Saturday. Skem was Dale United. They're sitting bottom of the league. I think they've only won two games all season. They've yeah. brought Pascal Chimbonda in as manager. Needs <laughs> needs no introduction. I think he actually yeah. got sent off in his first game. Ended up, I saw a picture of him on Twitter hanging out a window on the top floor of the building next to the pitch, screaming uh, instructions at the players. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it, I suppose it's one of them from your point of view. You, you're looking at it thinking it's it's a must win, but they're sometimes the tricky ones, I should imagine. With Scam, I personally think we, we that, that, that was, it was down to the ground. It's on a 4G pitch. It's massive. The way we play... I think if we get a few early goals, we could absolutely run them over, to be honest with you. I've got no doubt we're going to get the win. Uh, but again, it's just about early goals and uh, confidence. And on that pitch as well, I can't, yeah, I can't see us not winning, if I'm being honest. The lads you've got. Talking about the pitches and obviously some places that we've been to and the pitches haven't haven't been great and it's sort of helped them. I wonder if those teams who are down the bottom have got the better pitches, it's probably a bit harder for them. You know, they've not got a tough pitch for teams to come and play on. And then when we when a good team comes to come and play football, they're just going to get outplayed on their own pitch, I guess, aren't they? Exactly. It's a lose-lose for them because obviously when they come up against the better teams who will play, they shot themselves off in the front of a good pitch. And then when they play against the scrappy teams, they, they can't play either. So, yeah, it's a catch-22. But um, as, long as, as long as we just do what we need to do and get the ball down and play, then we should have no issues on Saturday. What do you prefer? Do you prefer artificial or grass? I hate it. I hate artificial, I'll be honest. Can't stand yeah. it. I'm grass all the way. No good for your legs for me, personally. The pain after a game on a Saturday on 4G compared to the pain on a Saturday after grass is, is yeah, you, you can, your back's not right, your legs, you feel it more. So, yeah, grass all the way for me. But then some lads like it. It's just personal preference, I suppose. It's if you're getting stuck in. Yeah, you can't slide on there either. You get you have a bath after. <laughs> yeah, get some, get some leggings on. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> I think Skelmersdale actually play at Bursco, don't they? I think it is. Yeah. Is it just play, like, yeah. basically like a, a, a sports centre, like a leisure centre sort of thing? Pretty much, yeah. You, you, I think Bursco is one where you drive down a long road. There's literally a pitch there. I don't think, I don't think there's any bar to go into here. I just think yeah. it's like changing rooms. It's, I think it's quite a nice change room, actually. But then walk out on the pitch, there's nothing round apart from a little stand to your left. Saturday's one of them. Get the job done and get yourself home, I think. Far cry from giggling, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, nothing on the mighty gig. <laughs> sounds, like a, sounds like a BYOB then, I think. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll volunteer to drive to that one. Get out of the way. Yeah, yeah it's not a bad, not a bad intermiss if you're driving. So we, we talked about some of the, the previous games that you played, but we haven't talked about that Squires Gate that Squires Gate game. Yeah. <laughs> what, what happened there at uh, the in injury time? Oh, oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, memory went then. Yeah, he, I thought he was late on our on, on Gaz. I think he snapped to me off, so I went up to him and just give him a little nudge, and then he just absolutely lost his head. Give me a little one of them and. You go down, don't you? 90th minute, I was blowing, so get me nice a little lie down for five. <laughs> and then um, I just wind him up. I'm good at, I'm good at that. I, I get a few people sent off, so <laughs> you take it, don't you? Nice winning a sending off. I absolutely loved it. I, I, I saw you drop to the floor. 
<laughs> Do you know what? what? He did. He did crap me a little bit. He did get me too. I was. He did actually make a bit of contact. He was just lucky I was tired. So I didn't react. <laughs> it's, it's the little wave off the pitch that did me. I, 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 <laughs> he smashed the door on the way in. Stayed out. Uh, meet you outside. As apparently, he's like, absolutely <laughs> crossed the red. And then I saw on Twitter he got sent off two weeks before that. I think for the same thing. <laughs> he's obviously got anger management. The poor lad. <laughs> I don't think it helps when you've got 3,000 fans chanting Cheerio either. I'm not sure he's no. used to that in the North West no. Counties. His head fell off there. Bottom lip's gone. See you later. <laughs> it was funny because the ref didn't know who it was, did he? Like, it was I, know, I had to go tell him. Max. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, tries to the, he, he punched at the wrong one at first, didn't he? It's not him. It's not lad there. <laughs> didn't Squires Gate tweet something along the lines of like, well done, lads, he didn't speak English. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know what they're, I don't know what they're about. Worst tweet ever, worst banter going. Shocking. Yeah, they were rubbish, weren't you? You can't put the head in nowadays. You know what it's like. Can't do that. Oh, yeah. You're asking for trouble, aren't you? <laughs> I said, I'm sure he's half his size. He was half his size as well. The little men are always younger ones. Yeah. Little ones are the worst. Okay, so we've got a few fan questions that, that have come through on, on social media. The first one was from Chris Brewer, and he asks, how much influence has your dad had on your football career? And what did he say about Barry? So yeah, me and my dad are quite close. Obviously, he's, he's still in football now, doing what he's doing. Um, we speak about football all the time, ring after every game. And I, I rang him and said, obviously, I've been speaking to Barry. What do you reckon? And obviously, at the time, I just had a newborn baby. Kind of lived down the road. He was like, is it really a good idea at first? He said, it's an amazing club. You're playing for a thousand fans, but is it worth it? Kind of thing. Obviously, went for the pros and cons. And he rang me up saying... No, you need to sign for him. He changed his tune literally 30 seconds after. So he's like, yeah, <laughs> sign for him. Uh, told me through memories of his there. And I was like, yeah. So obviously rang the gaffer and yeah, got, got it done. But no, uh, yeah, he was a bit of a big impact to be fair because I was to and fro at one point. And then, um, yeah, obviously saw the stadium with dad as well. So yeah, it was quite an easy decision after that, to be honest. Obviously, he he was a striker, though, wasn't he? So what? how did he feel about you? Converting to a centre half. <laughs> you said I should have done it earlier. <laughs> to be fair, I've just always been. I've always been blessed with a with a great jump and a great timing. And I think when I was younger, the style of football was hit the big man, win the flick ons, and that's how my dad made a living. So I think that's kind of how I play by watching him. And now, obviously, I've dropped back to centre half, which is pretty much the same, really. Obviously, when I'm when I'm defending, it's all about me winning my duels and winning my battles, but. On the other hand, now he needs to be able to play a bit, which I've got as well. So I think it suits me down. I think it's I'm, I'm a better centre half than I was forward. Put it that way. Has he been to watch him many times this season? My first game, yeah, when I scored, so that was a nice little touch. To be fair, text rang him, rang me after and said I've not scored Ned like that before. So yeah, it's nice to hear off him. Don't get many of them compliments, so it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> the next one was Kyle Diskin, and he asks, <laughs> "Ask about the Glossop fan who gave you jelly legs." Oh. <laughs> Right. No, so it's quite a it's, well, I'll say, I don't get in trouble for this, but anyway, we were in a season last game, I think it's last game of the season, and one of their gloss up lads, the kids go over at the time, my mate was Louis Bergen, was centre off at the time, he was sober, he was warming up, and there was a bit of to and fro in from one of their lads playing, and I saw him spit on our lads, so obviously, I've lost me out, you don't spit on anyone, so I ran up to him, I've got pushed this lad, got a yellow card and then he, he spat on me and the ref didn't see it. So there's five minutes going in the game and I said, just watch what happens next then. Two minutes left to go, balls come up there and I've absolutely hit him knee-eyed and I've absolutely done him. Straight red card, which is fair enough, but I've looked after me mates. So I was walking around to where our tunnel is and I see this fan running around the whole whole grounds come to me. 
So I see him, he's got halfway round, he's still running with his pint. He's got about five yards away, chucked a pint on me in my face, tried to swing for me. So I've moved out the way, pushed him, well, well yeah, pushed him. He fell to the floor and then got back in the change rooms after and apparently he gave me jelly legs, he punched me, which he didn't. They just like to make it up. So <laughs> it went round, <laughs> it went round. Apparently I got jelly legs for the Glossop fan, but it, it wasn't the case, but it was a good story. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there's anything wrong with, with self-defence there, mate, to be honest. Especially if someone goes to me, mate, they're having it, so... <laughs> <laughs> Defend your mates and then you just get pelters for it anyway. Exactly, mate, yeah. I, to, I take a red card as well. Missed the first three games last for the beginning of the season and they get called jelly legs. <laughs> it was, we played them We played them the season after and the guy I was there and he was giving me blows of abuse on Twitter. So I said, oh, well, I'll see you up there later in the bar. I walked in, he's nowhere to be seen. He's just... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, that's cheers, Disco, for that. He likes bringing that one up. And then the next one was was John Brown, and he asks, "Have you paid your cricket membership yet? And when are you going to get arrested?" Yeah, that's rowdy. That is, he's I, I, me local pubs are also a cricket club in uh, in Stoke, and he kind of runs it there. And he, he moans that I pay my membership. I'm always in there, so <laughs> it always gives me a bit of grief. Yeah. <laughs> Outstanding bar tab. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> a few of them. <laughs> So I've got last little bit, bit of a quiz, and it, yeah, I'm we, we can, we can, no, it's all right. We can, we can involve all three of you, seeing as Will and well, you, you're all probably going to know some of the answers anyway. But so this last part of the show is the Jep Dad versus Jep Son quiz. So some facts. Um, I'm going to ask you some questions and see how much you know about your dad's career. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> so the first one I had was who scored on the debut for Berry. So all these are Berry later questions. So who scored on the debut for Berry? Am I answering this? Yeah, you can go first, and then obviously this one's an easy one. But when we go further down, you can go first, and then yeah, that's your last answer. Obviously me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So yeah, he also probably. scored on his debut at Gig Lane as well. Oh. Scored, yeah, scored uh, on his debut uh, against Brentford when we drew one-one. I didn't question. know that. I didn't mention that. Oh, yeah. then. Got some, some info here now. So next time you have a chat with him, you'll be like, oh, you know, yeah. a lot more about my career now. <laughs> exactly. Who scored more goals in the first five league games for Berry? I'm going to state myself again. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree with Molly. I go Ollie as well. It was a draw. You both scored two goals in the first five league games and the you both scored two goals in your first three games. In the blood. <laughs> yeah. Um, in those first five league games, which of you accrued the most points? So, in the first five games, which of your Berry sides got the most points? Uh, my team now. I'm going to go Ronnie. I'm going to go Ronnie because we were pretty good then. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Stan Turner. No offense now. Not that we're, we're bad now. now as well, mate. <laughs> <laughs> so, Ronnie edged it one point thirty. Oh. Four, four wins and a draw. So they drew the opening game and then won four after. Whereas there was one defeat for for Ollie Chatterton away. Oh God, don't don't say that. That game gives me nightmares. <laughs> in thirty one league games in in Ronnie's first season, how many goals did he score? I'm going to go with six. I'm going five. I'm going nine. We've got a correct answer, and it's Will on nine. You guys oh, went a bit really? low there. I thought five and six. Yeah. Oh, uh, fair enough. That's not that's not a bad return for the first few games, that first season. <laughs> I thought he'd only scored nine in his entire career at Berry, so they did <laughs> yeah. not score the yeah. following season. Yeah, yeah they were nine. all in that season. 
season, then they we sold him. Yeah. Yeah. Blame we got saved. yeah. Yeah. So I think Will was about to give me give one of my answers away then. So I'll oh, sorry. Go on. <laughs> um yeah, and obviously with those nine goals, one of them was the the title winning goal in the last game of the season at, at Giggling. So maybe nine but important goals. When Barry signed Ronnie, how much did we pay for him? I don't think I was even born. Someone else guessed first because I need, I need to go off someone else's guess here. Barry don't spend money, but again, I, it was before I was born. I'm going to say two grand. I'm going to go 40,000. I'll go, I'm going to go 50. Will, Will's right. I think Will knows the answer to these to this question. But he was right. For yeah, I know my ginger berry players. That's what it is. <laughs> we we, we spent that much money on a player. <laughs> <laughs> what about L? L ginger. <laughs> <laughs> Strawberry blonde. <laughs> 40 bags for nine goals. Well, Roche, got league title goal. Oh, yeah. Too fair. That's all that matters. Um, who did we sign him from? I do know this. Was it was it Huddersfield? Yeah. Well, Pre- no. Oh, was it? Was it Huddersfield? Yeah. I think Huddersfield too. I'm I'm, I'm going to latch on there. I think I think you're right. Yeah. Will's giving me the look of I know this answer. <laughs> Doesn't say it. Yeah. Yeah. From Huddersfield, 40 grand. And so, as we mentioned, you got so you got nine goals in that first season. Uh, as El said, the only nine goals in his very career. So, the next season, January after, he was then sold. Do you know who he was sold to? Was it Preston or Burnley? El? I was thinking Preston. Will, what's the answer? Oldham. Yeah. So, he went to. Didn't Old- even know he played for Oldham. I didn't even know that. <laughs> <laughs> How much for? Well, if he scored nine goals, probably ten, probably about five grand. L? Um, yeah, 15. Will? 40,000. Yeah, got me paid for him. Yeah, correct. Oh, money back. <laughs> Happy days. Yeah. Yeah. Money back in a title. title. Money back in a title, eh? That's right. Good little business, that. Yeah, yeah. And then the last one. So this is in not, not relation to his playing career at Berry, but obviously he was... Caretaker char- caretaker manager for Berry for, for 10 games after Kevin Blackwell was sacked. But in those 10 games that he was caretaker, how many games did he win? I'm going to say seven. Probably miles off it, but two. Probably well, right. Yeah, three, go for. It was two. Yeah, it was two. Two wins, five draws uh, and three losses. I mean, we were in a bit of a, we were in quite a bad patch then, to be fair. He took over. Yeah, I, I remember him. We we were in a bad patch, but when he took over as caretaker, he did seem to steady it a bit for yeah. for the time he was in. I remember the draws. Uh, yeah, so it was probably a lot better than we were doing prior to that, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think, I know. Yeah, if it was seven, I think he might have been given the job. But um, yeah, I was going to say, yeah, pretty shit guess for me. <laughs> he had the, yeah, it was an hard job, I think, to take on, wasn't it? Really, after well, the situation that we we're in with financially, anyway, the squad that he inherited. Yeah. It was a tough one. And a lot of players, haven't we? Yeah, yeah, we did that. Yeah, there was so it was Kevin Kevin Blackwell who was sacked. So he's he spent a lot of time with Kevin Blackwell and um and Neil Warnock as well throughout his career. Yeah, so wherever Warnock's been the last ten years, my dad's been so they've obviously they've not long left. Where did he leave before? My dad's gone blank. So obviously they're at a few years back, they were at QPR, then they went Leeds. Is it Cardiff? Yeah. They went in Cardiff and they've just left. Where did they, where did they just left? Huddersfield. Huddersfield. But their, their era was there. He got like a, I was on the pitch of him on his last game. Did like a lap with him, which is good for all the fans. Yeah, him and Warnock are similar blokes. Just what you see is what you get. And they've always collected him. Wherever Neil goes, my dad goes because they gel well together. So 
and it won't be, I don't think it'll be probably the last you'll, you'll see of him, to be honest with you. Yeah, they, they always say that he's going to retire in Neil Warnock, but just pops back Just up. wait till Christmas and someone's struggling. They'll give him a shout. <laughs> yeah, you're waiting by the phone. Yeah, that's it, mate. That's it. <laughs> right, thanks for Stop thanks for coming on, Ollie. Appreciate your time. See you at the see you at football. See you up there. Hopefully we see you at the end of season promotion party. I'll be there, mate. Get the beers in, mate. I'll be there. <laughs>